0: Hearing a really godly man once talk about having godly self confidence. And I thought to myself, what a contradiction. How can you be godly on the one hand and self confident on the other? That's worth thinking about. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program today as we take another look at your faith from a different perspective. I recall learning in a class at Bible College about having a godly self-confidence. As the lecture began, I remember thinking, how can that be? Isn't godly self-confidence an oxymoron? Isn't it a, a complete contradiction in terms? Doesn't God expect us to lay down our lives and be humble? Doesn't God call us to put our trust in him and not ourselves? Yeah, he calls us to all those things. But there is an inescapable fact that so many people miss. It's this. We are made in his image. God said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, all the wild animals of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis chapter 1. Not only are we created in his image, which is what gives us the dignity and the worth that sets us apart from the rest of his creation. But we are made to have dominion and mastery over the rest of creation. Let's think about that for just a moment. We are created in the image of God, not worms. We're not one of those creepy crawly things, not a cow, a horse or a dog. A man or a woman who reflects the very nature of God himself. You know what that means? It means that you and I matter to him in a way that my pet cat doesn't. You and I matter to him so much that he would send his son to die for us. And when we place our faith in Christ, something special happens. We aren't just people who live life being tossed around by the fortunes or the misfortunes of life anymore. No, you see, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor present things, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. And that love, as we place our lives in his hands, as we lay them down voluntarily, becoming vulnerable to his will, It is in that place that we are meant to discover that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Not just conquerors, more than conquerors. A point that Jesus himself made to his frightened disciples in those last few hours leading up to his crucifixion. I have said this to you, he said, so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to face persecution. But take courage because I have conquered the world. That's John chapter 16, verse 33. It is the sweetest of oxymorons, this becoming a vulnerable conqueror. Because we no longer conquer the things that we would once have conquered. We conquer the things that God would have us conquer. We no longer conquer in our way and in our strength. We conquer in his. What does that all mean in practical day-to-day terms? As we journey together with Jesus through our lives, we discover three things. Firstly, a new way of living, open and vulnerable to his sovereign will. Secondly, a faithful and trustworthy God. You can't help discover that. As in our vulnerability, he deals with us through his unfathomable love. And thirdly, a new self, a person who can not only survive the trials of life, but overcome them and grow in them. And what that develops in us is a quiet, godly self-confidence. Now, I've often heard this scripture verse quoted out of context. I can do all things in him who strengthens me, Philippians chapter 4. The way that it's so often used is as the basis for supporting the notion that I can do anything I set my mind to because God will make me strong. Any adversity that comes my way, I will cast it aside. I'll crash through it. I'll overcome it. I'll succeed because I am meant to be a conqueror. I am made strong in Christ, and there you have it. Well, that sounds good because it kind of fits with our favoured temple of success after all. But let me ask you this. What if, as in the case of Job, God sets adversity in our path out of his sovereign will. What if the suffering that we're going through is part of his deliberate plan for our lives? surely God doesn't do that. No? Then read the first chapter of the book of Job and tell me who it was that gave the devil permission to pursue that faithful man of God. Now, if we use this scripture as a proof text for I can use my faith to remove any pain, obstacle, discomfort, failure or threat from my path then we've completely missed the point of what Paul is saying. To get the point, you have to read the whole passage. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. He's writing to the Roman church. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have a little. I know what it is to have plenty in any and all circumstances i have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry of having plenty and of being need for i can do all things through him who strengthens me philippians chapter 4 verses 10 to 13 paul writes these words as he's rotting in a roman dungeon on death row he has been through so much in his life riots death threats plots ridicule misunderstanding rejection turmoil pain discomfort floggings shipwreck As I read his letters in the New Testament and the account of his journey in the book of Acts, I shudder to think that one man could go through so much. And here on death row, he tells the simple story of how it is that he can get through it all. He's learned how to cope with having little and having much, with being well-fed and with going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need, good and bad, up and down, black and white. He's learned to cope with it. How? He can do all things through Jesus who strengthens him. In other words, his I can do all things isn't about removing the source of pain and suffering. It's about travelling through it and coming out the other side. I so relate to this. It's what happened to us when I was a young Army officer cadet at the Royal Military College, Duntroon. As we went through one test after another, we discovered we could get through them. It's okay. We could do without food for five or six days. We could go on a three-day route march over hill and dale through storms and wind and cold. That's what Paul's talking about here. Godly self-confidence. I can do all things. I can get through all things and come out the other side just fine through him who strengthens me. This is experience talking. He has the sort of faith to know that he can make it through whatever it is that life throws at him, the devil throws at him, God puts on him because he has the spirit of God in him and that's what makes the difference. Do you see the marked difference between the two interpretations of this verse? On the one hand, we can quote it out of context and use it as a shonky biblical justification for clinging to the world's template of success. Or we can use it powerfully to know that no matter what we're going through, God is in this place to strengthen me and I can learn not just to deal with it, to cope with it, but to rejoice in it. I can cooperate with God's plan for my life and rejoice because I have a quiet confidence that I am made by him for this journey and he is in control and he is here to give me all the strength that I need and when I've passed through this trial I'll know him better and me better and have a greater faith and be ready for what lies around the next corner over the next rise, whether that be plenty or whether that be need. alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free, and I'd love to send it to you. Or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional, if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective.